0: What's going on Notre Dame fans, Mike Singer and Tim Hyde for this week's Notre Dame football show on our YouTube channel. appreciate you folks watching back via podcast as well. Got a really good show lined up um, today. We'll talk Joe Rudolph, um, get our our staff's reaction to that. um, Unless there's any changes, Notre Dame's coaching staff for the 2023 season is complete. And we'll also talk about some spring position battle previews. Spring ball starts March 22nd, so... um, Hey, Spring Ball is just right around the corner, and so we'll, we'll dive into some of those topics as well. Plus, kind of the headline of this week's show is a Buckner versus Hartman deal. I think last week at the end of our show uh, with myself, Tim Hyde, and Mike Goolsby, we kind of previewed that. We're going to talk about it next week, so we will bring on Captain Mike shortly. Uh, folks, hope you are doing well watching live or watching back. Please do hit that thumbs up on this video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel for more content. Please do go over to blueandgold.com, um, Spring Ball coverage uh, on our site will be fantastic we'll have most boots on the ground than any website um out there and uh, we'll have some excellent youtube coverage as well um so make sure you lock in right here um tim i hope you are doing well my friend how's your week
1: Um, yeah doing really good uh excited for tonight because our main topic is the conversation you know ghoulsby and i got hyped up about right after the bowl game so just looking forward to chatting with that i mean Really, you know, really exciting, just talking about quarterback anytime with Notre Dame, and then ecstatic about this offensive line hire. I, I mean, I, I can't wait to break him down and get into him. He's he's a hell of a football coach, so
0: really excited. All right, let's go ahead and bring him in, Captain Mike. Mr. Mm-hmm. Goolsby, how are you
2: doing, sir? What's up, Singer? What's up, Tim?
0: Good, good evening. So uh, yeah, the opening topic for our show is this new offensive line coach hire. Um, You know, you guys know how I feel about this. I I like a coach with some gray hair um, to kind of round out, you know, Notre Dame's youthfulness on its staff. So, Tim, we'll go to you first. Just reaction to Notre Dame and and should be noted that, I mean, several reports, including on three, say that, you know, Rudolph is leaving his post at Virginia Tech um, to become Notre Dame's new offensive line coach. Not official yet, but it is expected to head that way. So assuming this happens, Tim, what would be your reaction?
1: Oh, I'm ecstatic. I mean, seriously, he's, I mean, it was the first guy I posted, like when, you know, when Coach Easton retired. I think I was on the message board right away, saw people just, you know, oh, you know, the sky is falling, things of that nature. And I was just like, Joe Rudolph or bust? I was like, seriously, I think he's one of the premier football coaches out there when it comes to offensive line. I've studied him over the years, heard him clinic. There's tons of stuff on YouTube to learn from him. The dude is a legit offensive line coach, and I'm a big, big believer in upbringing. Who's raised you, basically, in the football world? And when you look at Coach Rudolph, number one, being a big Notre Dame fan out there is, guys, he played for Barry Alvarez. For sure. He was in Barry Alvarez's first recruiting class. Chris George was just on here a couple of weeks ago raving about Coach Alvarez and what he meant to Notre Dame. and and whatnot, you know, for that entire defense. So he's in Coach Alvarez's first recruiting class, goes to the Rose Bowl, wins the Rose Bowl, goes to the NFL. Who does he learn under in the NFL? Well, when you listen to him talk, I'll send you guys some videos just to listen to him. He sounds like John Gruden. Well, who was his offensive coordinator in the NFL? John Gruden. His offensive line coach in the NFL for a couple years with the Eagles and his offensive line coach under Barry Alvarez, Bill Callahan. Probably the best offensive line coach in the NFL over the last twenty years or however long he's been coaching. So huge pedigree from there. And then when he gets into coaching, he's obviously at Ohio State. Learns under the guy that, you know, Marcus Freeman played for, Jim Trestle. I have huge respect for Jim Trestle. I think he's an Outstanding football coach. And the guy that he learned from was Trestle's right hand man running the ball and Jim Bowman. So a lot of, I mean, I could sit here and talk for hours on him. I think he's a heck of a football coach. His background is unbelievable. The way he teaches is unbelievable. And his resume. I mean, how do you, how is not how is Notre Dame fans just not doing backflips getting this guy? I mean, he's coached all, I mean, he's, t- I was telling gooseby he's taking guys rank like 1500 mm-hmm. on rivals. And they got, and they're in the NFL right now.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he's, he's coached tight ends. Check this mm-hmm. out. He has a Mackey award finalist. And he's coached a Remington Award winner. How how many guys in college football can say they've coached a guy that, you know, basically is up for the best tight end and one of the premier offensive linemen? He's outstanding football coach people. And if you're listening and you're just worried about, oh, what's Freeman doing? Had Marcus Freeman hired Joe Rudolph last year, people would have said A-plus. Easy as that. So I, I'm ecstatic. I can't wait to see him start coaching. Well, it's a heck of an offensive line,
0: Tim. Why do you think people would say A plus last year, but not this year?
1: Oh well, he's coming in because of you know the the lead. You know, it always goes back to Ludwig. You know, people are going to be oh we could have had love with. I'm telling you, Coach Rudolph's a better football coach than the Utah guys. He is. I'll, I'll say it right now. I'd rather. You know what? Is it is it you know? And this is one of your coaching things. I'm getting fired up because I've been just. I, I've been hyped on Rudolph for, for the last week since all this Ludwig thing didn't go down. And I'm just like, please, Freeman, get this guy because he's a head football coach. It, is Notre Dame better today? This is what I would like to know. Is Notre Dame better today with him as the O line coach, with Parker, with one of the best quarterback coaches out there that's developed quarterbacks at Cincinnati, and Gino Guduli? Or is it better with Ludwig and his O-line coach at Utah? It's it's pretty good coaching staff he's put together. And I hope people really look at this group of what Freeman's put together. And um, I love Luke Fickle. You got a lot of guys with Luke Fickle trademarks. And you got a lot of guys that Trestle, Urban Meyer, those types of tentacles once again. And Rudolph has those in his background.
2: Goolsby? Um, Tim, looking at Rudolph's coaching, career thus far what's his most notable like biggest and best stop would it be wisconsin oh
1: god yeah yes yes
2: you know you know know, which is funny because you know he
1: coached he was at Pitt with paul chris and um, they're a missed field goal away in 2012 from beating you know notre dame remember that famous three overtime game ever goal had to take over so his pit years we're pretty good. You know, he's only there for a couple of years, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin right there. He coaches tight ends at Wisconsin. He has three guys drafted, three tight ends drafted in a row at Wisconsin. Two of Ooh. them are consensus All-Americans. So it's just like it's, it's crazy the guys that he has coached and then his obviously his offensive lines at Wisconsin, man. That's the thing, right? When I I got excited about Rudolph and people like, well, they had a bad 2021, and why did he go to Virginia Tech? We could get into that. I I have some philosophies. That's what coaches do sometimes. But when you think Wisconsin, man, like I texted you, Mike Goolsby, it's like people play 12 in the box against Wisconsin, right? Everyone puts – I mean, people think, well, Notre Dame with guys in the box. Wisconsin, all they do is run the ball. They're literally – there's a couple of years, they're almost 70-30 run percentage.
0: 70-30.
2: Yeah, it's hard to watch. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to watch.
1: <laughs> and everyone knows they're going to smash the ball down your throat. Yeah,
2: yeah. And I've and watched re, a lot of bad football. Is, so
1: That's what's so impressive real quick about him is you know what's coming and we're going to come right at you. Now, obviously, that's Alvarez, Coach Bielma, but they kept it going as well. So that's that culture going back. But Joe Rudolph was a part of that culture. Is, you know, he was on the first Rolls Bowl team in what 40 years at Wisconsin or whatever the heck it is. So
2: Rudolph the reason I asked, take a breath, Tim. God damn uh, um, it. <laughs> the uh the reason I ask about like what's the most notable stop because I mean Notre Dame trumps all of those previous stops. And so for uh Coach Rudolph that had some like measured success at a program like a Wisconsin, which is you know, it's a, it's a nice program, but it ain't Notre Dame. He kind of gets derailed, has a pit stop at Virginia Tech, I think, to get an opportunity like this. Tim yeah. is huge for a guy, you know, in his early fifties. I mean, this is an opportunity of a lifetime for him. A couple of just random thoughts about, and I'm, I'm putting a lot of focus on Wisconsin. Wisconsin to me, and I've watched a lot of Badger football. My girlfriend's a Badger alum, so I've watched back. You know, I, and they'll play multiples, but there's always like that one stud back. You know, you yeah. could name five or six of them off the top of your head. Um, Braylon Allen most is the you know, flavor of the week. The most recent one, Jonathan Taylor prior to Melvin Gordon before him, you name it. Yeah. I think that bodes well for Estimate, personally, you know, selfishly. That's something I'm kind of looking forward to. You didn't touch on um Coach Rudolph as a recruiter, and I've heard great things. And I think that. You know, we know this, Tim, especially just kind of spending time on those message boards. <laughs> Notre Dame fans can tend to lean negatively. Oh. In worst case scenario, doomsday approach. It's just it is what it is, right? It's part of being a fan. I can empathize with it. I I tend to think that like Coach Heisman might have been a little bit overvalued holistically as a coach. Like great coach, good man. Obviously, he's got, you know, guys in the NFL. They would take a bullet for him but who was he as a recruiter i think we all kind of make concessions for coach he and his lack of a motor lack of energy as a recruiter i don't think you're gonna i don't think you are gonna have to deal with that with coach rudolph and i, I and i want to like weave that into the opportunity that is notre dame i think the guy's got a motor as a recruiter in like his territory from what i understand as a recruiter pa midwest etc like that just O-line, it's just like, it's just such a natural fit, Mike, for a school like a Notre Dame. So I think that's something that's exciting. I think he gets the Notre Dame culture through that connection with Coach Alvarez, having been a D.C. under Holtz. Um, There's a lot of things to be optimistic about. And then I think the last thing with Coach Rudolph is, you know this, Mike, and I think it's important to you, is that gray hair factor. Um, That's a Uh young staff. And he's fifty, and, he's, and that's a good 50. age. It's good and age. So he's he's not disconnected. He's not a year or two out from retirement like Harry was. Mm-hmm. He's still relevant. I think he looks at this as a blessing, you know, kind of coming off of that little bit of derailment at Virginia Tech, and then um, one other point: he's another one of Freeman's guys. You know, in in a, in a roundabout way, like there's a trust factor there. So like all of the vestiges of, of Brian Kelly are kind of now gone. This is Freeman's baby. Um, so that's another thing to kind of be optimistic about. I mean, it's it's truly is Freeman's show at this point.
1: I got yeah, I, I, I want to bounce right off of that, Goolsby. It's a perfect point. you know, People always was he GA, Did he know Freeman? Yeah, he was a strength coach. So he darn well knew Marcus Freeman. back back in those days, you know, your GAs were strength coaches. You know, they that's how they got an extra stipend or whatnot. I know some guys who've done that at SC that were GA strength or as a way to get in. So he was, you know, on his resume, it's a strength coach. And you look it up, he was a strength coach. So mm-hmm. obviously he knows him. And who is Marcus Freeman going to call every single time there's something to talk about? Coach Trestle. Well, once again, who's his right-hand man offensive line, Coach Bowman. Who's still out there coaching? I'm sure they just said, "Man, you got to go get Rudolph." So uh, I, I found this fascinating little tidbit here. I started doing. Obviously, you know, you mentioned Western PA. Well, you know, the two great offensive line coaches in the last 30 years, Joe Moore, Harry hestan both Pennsylvania guys as well. So, you know, Joe Moore is a legendary in Pennsylvania. But the Joe Moore Award has been around since 2015. And with Joe Rudolph, I found this fascinating. There has been 47 teams have been nominated. Semi-finalists, finalists, obviously a winner. So I just say nominations. 47 teams have been nominated. I know a couple guys on the committee, and these guys take you know great pride in, in putting this out. Get, guess who has the most nominations? Joe Rudolph in Wisconsin. Never, they've never won it. He's got five nominations. Only Alabama, with six, have more than Wisconsin since 2015. Notre Dame's o-line U they got 4. So I just found that fascinating with Joe Rudolph has been nominated 5 times as, you know, as the offensive line of the year and I just, I I just think it's a great testament to him what they did at Wisconsin and you mentioned the running backs. Yeah, they had great running backs, but they got some some dudes up front blocking and those guys are in the NFL. They got the center was the Pro Bowl, you know, Ramcheck was uh, has been a three-time all-pro. So they have a handful of guys that are big-time performers in the NFL as well. But I well, just found that real quick on the Joe Moore Award, just some fascinating uh, little tidbits about Joe uh, Rudolph.
0: One more thing I want to touch on before we, we move along and talk about the staff as a whole is he's got offense coordinator experience, right, with Pitt and Wisconsin. I don't know exactly was was he the offensive line or was he the coordinator for? Anno line for all these years, fifteen to twenty. Yeah. I mean, Paul Chris,
1: they always say he obviously called everything, but he okay. ran the meetings and, you know, that type of role yeah. and
0: whatnot. So. I do think it's important to mention you You have Jared Parker, who, yep. again, we can talk about his offensive coordinator experience at West Virginia. seems kind of, you know, from what Parker said in his press conference, it just kind of seemed a little, I don't know what to call it, like a crap. Like It was just a piece of crap, like All whatever players, the whole situation yeah. was. But still, yeah. offensive coordinator experience, Gino Gaduli's got offensive coordinator experience this past season. And Joe Rudolph does. I think it's, I think you've got some, a, a really good, ex, you know, a combination of the youth with the experience an offense corner. I think it's good, good little three headed monster. I think Parker and Goduli are going to work really well together. And I don't think they would have hired a Rudolph if, if that wouldn't have been the case either,
2: Mike. I agree. It, you know, one one other kind of thought this will be fun to kind of watch this evolve. Somebody's going to call the play, right? But the collective in terms of building an offense, building a game plan week to week, that should be fun to watch. Like you had mentioned, Tim, at Wisconsin, sometimes a 70 percent run, 30 percent pass. Our previous offensive coordinator, Coach Reese, we all kind of felt like he wanted to throw the ball. That was, you know, different passing combos, kind of an NFL type system. It's just going to be fun to see how this thing comes together where you've got a lot of young coaches. Hopefully there's no real I guess big egos in that room, and they come together as a collective and find creative ways. I mean, Wisconsin pulls people, you know, like when's the last time you saw a pulling guard, Tim, uh, watching a Notre Dame game? So that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I'm op- absolutely op- optimistic here. Absolutely.
0: Okay, all right, moving along. Um, just kind of Notre Dame's staff as a whole. This is just the for folks watching on YouTube, this is just the staff that's official so far. And I don't even think Goduli's on here yet. But um, yeah, so you got Reese and He stand out. Parker, tight ends coach, elevated offensive coordinator as well. Goduli replaces Reese, and then you have Joe Rudolph coming in for he stand. Tim, would you say like what let, let, let's say Notre Dame doesn't have any changes? going into the season would you how does your opinion of this team change with the new coaching staff like if it were the old staff going into this season versus this staff I mean it's it's hard to say right now but Tim do you have any sense right now that hey this team's gonna be better with this staff or not any 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 feeling on that Tim
1: uh, I don't want to say so much better I mean well they should be better don't lose to Marshall and Stanford and uh yeah you'll be better but um you know what? It, it's that's an interesting uh, question, Mike, because I've been looking at this basically over these last couple of weeks since Reese, you know, you know, went to Alabama and and, and Harry Easton, you know, re- retired thirty seconds after that. So which l- led me to believe. I mean, we've always known Reese was going to be gone, right? So did Reese go and get stand Just be and he probably told Harry, "Hey, I may only be here one year. I, I'm going to interview. I'm going to be looking around. Come help me out." Help me get this thing rolling and then you leave when I leave. So I'm starting to look at this 2023 is is this year one? I mean, going back to Goolsby, he he's got a bunch of guys that he's been with, a lot of guys with ties to fickle, trestle, his past. This, you know, this really reminds me a lot of, you know, going back to Bob Davy, you know, Bob Davies first staff. You Please know,
2: don't, he, but yeah, go ahead. No, but he
1: had some great coaches though, Mike didn't he? he oh, you're exactly, yeah. He had some, he had some ball, he had some ball coaches on his staff, and uh, that's what I was thinking about just ball. Yeah, sure,
2: coaching.
1: you know, he had some dudes: Urban Meyer, Charlie Strong, Madison, who you've raved about. He had some dudes. Kurt Dahl was an awesome coach, but um, I don't know. I, I get the feeling that this is like year one. This is like year one with all these guys, and the fact that you know, Reese. Yeah, you know, it's it's more hairy, kind of just leaving so quick after Reese. Those two maybe had a little, you know little combo thing like hey help me out and we'll move on so I'm I'm excited for Freeman I'm you know and that's going back to the, you know taking the whole Andy Ludwig thing just throwing out out the door these are some good ball coaches that he's brought in so people want to boo-hoo and stay on the the Ludwig thing and the negativity but these are some darn good ball coaches that have replaced coach Easton and Tommy Reese
2: yeah and I think um it depends on how people like gauge things, Tim and Mike, like what kind of matters to them in terms of how they're going to evaluate or come up with an opinion. But when I look at this staff, again, I see the youth, but I just look at it, Tim, like these are all guys that want to be here. Yeah, it seems, you good. know, I mean, let's not overstate that or understate that, rather. Like these are guys that want to be here. This is like you look at Coach Stuckey. Whoa. Hey, singer. Um, <laughs> Sorry. You look at Coach Stuckey. You look at Coach Parker, you look at Coach Rudolph, like this is the coaching opportunity of a lifetime. These are guys that want to be here. Like Coach Reese, he had one foot out the door and he was kind of looking for an exit. And yeah. like he stand was like, came out of retirement kind of begrudgingly, one year stop. Yeah, Was he fully bought in? So that's something that matters to me is that these guys want to be here. I think it's an opportunity of a lifetime, it's kind of renewed energy in that room. So I think you could make a case, Mike, that they're better off this year than than last. Absolutely. And so, uh, you know, two other guys off of that.
1: You know, you look at Coach McCullough. I mean, Coach McCullough with his obviously Super Bowl with the Chiefs and whatnot, you know he's getting calls. I
2: mean, yeah, that, I next to you, Tim. He's the next one to go. Oh, he's he's I, the you know. next
1: one, and everyone just assumed he was going to be gone with all these things, but he's probably like, Man, I could stay here one more year. I got these backs. I
0: thought you my, know, my let's thoughts were golden. I think him or Golden are next. Golden wants to be be a head coach somewhere or get back in the NFL. And yeah, McCullough's McCullough's trajectory is this. And and then I would say after that, probably Stuckey.
1: And Stuckey's the South. I remember reading a a month ago, I think it was on Football Scoop, where Auburn came hard at him and he's like, no, I'm staying. So that's, I mean, you, you got an SEC school coming after a guy from the South and he's staying at Notre Dame for another year. Yeah, these guys are going to go all in, going back to our main topic
2: tonight, going all in for 2023. But going back to last, last topic here, and this kind of goes back to Coach Rudolph talking offensive line. What I'm what I'm kind of saying here is like this is a group of guys that wants to be here. I, I do think there's going to be somewhat of a collective in terms of the framework of the offense because of like a lack of ego. And Tim, you know this better than anybody. I mean, coaches have egos. And it can, uh, it can be destructive. I hope I don't see that in this group. But, like, this offensive line group, guys, this is their third O-line coach in three years. Yes. So it's like when I talk about guys that want to be here, I think Coach Stuckey is, like, super important to develop this, like, young group of wide receivers to have some consistency, some uniformity. And Coach Rudolph, I think, is is huge. Like, please stick around for three, four years so we can – you know, pick a direction offensive line-wise and, and stick to it. So.
1: I agree. I agree. Great points. I think it's a heck of a group of coaches. And let's get after this 2023 season. It's, good, it's a good group of football coaches, I believe.
0: Yeah, Nathan says, uh, was he staying leaving because Tommy Reese went to Bama? Crappy move. That That's basically what you just – that was what you opined there, Gulls, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I think Harry kind of did Tommy a favor. Yeah, Um, that's what I would say, too. Yeah, and again, I mean, Harry's a great coach, but, I mean, you go from Coach Quinn, his methodology, you've got Harry's methodology, and now you've got to retrain a whole group of offensive linemen with Coach Rudolph. And again, it's just like, let's find a, a measure of consistency here for that group, you know?
1: Well, just, you know, you know, quick 30 seconds on recruiting. Mike, is um, – Is it? Well, I mean, I mean Start you've the really clock.
2: Start the clock.
1: It started. Oh, this, this is an easy one. I mean, he's standing with one foot out the door waiting on Tommy, not knowing how long he's going to be. I mean, look at the offensive line offers. Obviously, he was out on the road. He did recruiting and whatnot. But Notre Dame's offered, it feels like, his mini-o-linemen the last couple of weeks than they did, you know, the last few months with Harry combined. So, you know, I that's going back to you know, singer's world with recruiting is Rudolph's going to get after this thing. I truly believe, that. yeah,
0: yeah. And people I talk to about Rudolph say that he's just just a good, steady guy, like, he's not highs aren't too high, lows aren't too low. He's not going to slack off, he's not going to beat your door down in an annoying way. He's just a good, solid recruiter, and he obviously did pretty well. Um, you know, at Wisconsin, you know, just covering Notre Dame. You know, lots of battles between the two with offensive linemen, and Wisconsin got the better of Notre Dame sometimes. You know, you know it's always tough to go into Wisconsin and, and beat out the Badgers for those in-state players, especially on the on the offensive line. The Irish did get Billy Shrouth, which was the first player they'd signed from Wisconsin in like two decades, which was crazy. Um, but, you know, guys like Joe Brunner, Notre Dame badly wanted. Nolan Rucci is a five-star in the 2021 class, I believe. Um, Wisconsin got him um and i, I believe his ruchy's dad played at penn state so that uh, was a really good recruiting win for joe rudolph so yeah i, I think he's gonna be a solid recruiter i think he's gonna fit in well again just everyone i talked to about him, just a good solid dude and um you know if he was a good recruiter at wisconsin he's only gonna be better at notre dame because of yeah, the o-line traditions are great at both schools but now you're on freeman staff and you have that support around you i think it's gonna
2: bode really well for him when you think yeah when you think of wisconsin line, you think technique you think toughness now i think you could sprinkle in quite a bit more of uh athleticism in terms of what he's going to have access to recruiting at a notre dame versus a wisconsin so it it should all all be good stuff
0: all right boys we are going to uh, take a quick break while i read or at least you guys are going to take a quick break while we uh hear from our sponsor uh over at the Rogue Shop, everyone's favorite. Um, you know, husband and wife outfit, Mr. Rogue and his wife Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine. A true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Folks, please do head over to their website if you're interested. Rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E-Shop.com. They sell CBD, THC, edibles, tincture, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and so much more. Their website also has a 24-7 chat function where customers can ask the owners of the shop any questions they may have. Uh, please go over to Rogueshop.com if you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, or anxiety, stress issues. Also use promo code Gold to get 10% off your order. Rogueshop.com. All right, let's bring The boys back in as we discuss the main topic um, for today's show, um, which is the uh, look when I when I titled this video and podcast, the quarterback
2: there he is. is. There's my guy.
0: (laughs) I feel like a lot of people are thinking there's no quarterback battles. It's Hartman's job. So I don't think we're so much here to debate that unless we are, but I think the debate is more about should. Notre Dame start Buckner, not will they start Buckner? Uh, Goolsby, we'll go to you first because, you know, I, I think we all kind of know where you stand on this. And then Tim Hyde has been, uh, you know, flopping back and forth like a fish on this one. So I'm interested to hear where his current take stands on this.
2: Yeah, you're right about Tim. Um, my, my contention with this whole quarterback situation is, yes, there's going to be a competition, right? but what are the criteria of said competition? My biggest like beef with this whole thing is, as um, you know, Freeman had come out previously and said, we need experience at the quarterback position. And as I said, this on a previous episode, their singer was like, if that's top two, top three criteria in terms of what these coaches are going to base this competition off of, if experience is one of those things, Tyler screwed. Um, so I would like to know going into spring based off of this competition, what is that criteria? Like what are the four or five metrics that we're going to use to evaluate these two? That's my issue. Um, one of my issues. And then the big thing that this is kind of morphed into Tim, where I think you kind of come to my side is 2023 versus 2024. So are going to go all in on 2023 with a rental quarterback, sixth-year sixth year, uh, player in Sam Hartman for what? And then you're basically starting over, ostensibly you're starting over in 2024. And Tyler's so unique in that, like, the kid has no experience. He has, like, very little experience in high school. He's played a, a, just a smattering of games throughout his career at Notre Dame. And it's like, if that kid needs anything, it's game reps. Based off of what I can see watching him play, is like he's anxious. He rushes things. He looked much more calm and, and composed, relaxed in the bowl game. And it's like, man, that was you know encouraging. And it's just like I just feel like the upside is there with Buckner. I feel like Sam Hartman um, is much more of a finished product. I think that's almost inarguable. And I just think the upside. At the position is with Tyler. And I think the upside for the program, gentlemen, is with Tyler as I believe you kind of ramp up to twenty twenty four being the year. That's where I'm at. Tim?
1: Yeah, this whole de- I mean this whole debate started. I know when when, when Goolsby and I, you know, were chit chatting like- I
2: got hot, dude. I was hot. Because I thought like people, people people were writing Tyler fired. off. was that
1: during the Michigan game or was one of those? It games was. I text so. you
2: guys to be like, "All right, boys."
1: Yeah, yeah. Mike uh, muted us, but we yeah. Then we went on our own. So, no, oh, it was. You know, because I know you got mad at me when I I think it was after the post. Well, I called show. you was, a
2: fake Notre Dame fan. Yeah, I, mean, and, uh, I was hot, yeah, you
1: know? yeah, yeah, you were fired up. No, it was the Gator Bowl. The Gator Bowl when Singer was like, "Hey, what's your take on Hartman?" And I was like, "Well, he's the starting quarterback. He's here. the guy." He's the guy and I know that made you mad and other and even other Notre Dame fans. Well there's got to be a competition. Listen, you're you're not bringing in a six, you know, a six-year senior. Number one, I've I've always been stunned. I can't believe he's I still I still can't believe he's at Notre Dame. I thought for sure this whole six-year thing I still can't understand. Why why you want to play college football for six years? But uh
2: I, and I have uh, money.
1: <laughs> true, but I thought it was I, I, I always thought he was going to go to the NFL. He's going to make a team. He's a damn good quarterback. He's going to make a football team and start working his way up. And the fact that he's at Notre Dame, he's going to he's going to be the guy. So whatever, it's going to be a fake competition. Oh, the guys are working. Parker's, Gene Coach Gino. all these guys are going to get up there. Oh, they're working hard. We know it's going to be Hartman because if, Hart, if Hartman's not the starting quarterback, he's gone after spring. Mm-hmm. He'll just call up an SEC team and say, hey, who needs a quarterback? He'll go play for one of those guys, or he'll go to the if the NFL does the NFL still still do the old supplemental draft? I don't even know if they do after the draft. So he could go those options. And then this whole thing, I totally agree with 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 Goolsby. And we you and I really never got into this whole thing. Is is with 20 is with 2024. Because I'm telling you guys, all these people, all these people we're talking about, you know, on the message board and with each other and stuff like that is. Well, Buckner, you know, you know, Notre Dame can't go eight and four again because he could get injured. Well, then what the hell is going to happen in 2024? Uh, he's the same quarterback, right? So can he hurt his shoulder again in 2024? So now you're just going to go with Minchie and Steven Jelly. Those two guys are going to get as many reps as us three combined this year. They're going to be on the on the prep squad, on the scout team, because they're going to be Hartman, you know, trying to hype him up for the Heisman and Buckner, his second team. So. Jelly and Minchie are done. Enjoy your, you know, red sh- your, You know, Jelly back to back red shirts. And then CJ Carr is coming in. I mean, come on. I mean, Mike Goolsby, I would love to hear Mike talk about playing at Notre Dame with a true freshman quarterback. Mm-hmm. There with Brady Quinn is not easy. It is not easy. So the whole 2024, I'm agreement with Goolsby. Number one, all these wide receivers are coming back outside of the Caleb Smith guy, they're all coming back. So why didn't Freeman and these guys and and them just let's use these quarterbacks? The entire offense can come back in 2024. Tim, let me Every Tim. Guy can come back.
0: So you would start Tyler Buckner this year?
1: Yeah, why not? I know. Ne- hey, I never. You know, this whole well, we got, we have to have a quarterback. Why do you have to? I no one's ever really answered this question other than well, you can't play Pine. Well, he started ten games. You can't play Buckner; he's going to get injured. Well, well, then what in the world's going to happen in 2024? Seriously, if Buckner bolts after this spring, then obviously it's Minchie and Jelly are going to battle for backup. But what? And this is where I'm 1,000 in agreement with Goolsby. What is Marcus Freeman in Notre Dame football going to do at quarterback in 2024? You yeah. could have an entire offense returning and a quarterback who's down on the scout team.
2: You're starting over at the quarterback. But if you don't yes. if you yes. don't find a way to keep Tyler invested, interested, continued development in 2023, you are basically starting over in 2024 with three inexperienced quarterbacks and a a t- bunch of experience around them for what? For 2023. And it's like that's that's is- the thing. That's the thing. It's like, okay, we're gonna go all in on. For Sam Hartman in 2023, and it's unfair. Again, it's intellectually dishonest for like, because people people online will be like, oh, well, if you if you play Buckner, you're going to lose four games. It's like, based off of what? Like, you can't, you know, like Miss Cleo, you got a crystal ball. Like, you can't, you're just pulling that out of your ass. Um, and then I'm sitting there going like, what's Hartman ever won? What's he ever won? I know he's put up a bunch of statistics, but he's been doing it for five years, right? Um, and then, I, like I said, I mean, it just—I—I I don't pretend to be like quarterback whisper, but I can watch a game and be like, man, I know Tyler's a better player and he's more accurate than he misses some of these dinks and dunks, and that's just because he's—he's rushing. It's his third, fourth start, you know. Um, yeah, I yeah, love, I, yeah, I need to see the level of criticism that Tyler's taken when Sam Hartman comes out and plays a poor game. Like, I can't wait and I'm rooting for Sam if he ends up being the starter, but you got to sit there and go, what are we going to risk in 2023 versus 2024? Mike, your sources seem to believe that like we're a championship team this year. I don't believe that. And maybe they only believe that because you brought in Sam Hartman, but he's just one piece. Uh, I don't believe that.
1: Two things in the comments. Like one guy says, well, we're going to score enough points and the backups will play. When has Notre Dame done that in ages? I mean, Notre Dame doesn't Notre Dame's not it does not blow people out by five touchdowns to play all the backups. And then someone posted up here earlier, one of the guys that did the super chat. Well, you know, and Jelly and Minchie are going to be developed. How are you going to be developed running uh, you know, Navy's Navy's offense or Tennessee State? You know, they're not getting reps with the, the varsity. They're going to get a couple in the spring to get their feet wet. But that's it. They're not getting any in camp. They're going yeah, and to and
2: develop, Tim. Tim, development, development is like probably a word that's
1: I know
2: way me. overused and I like, really truly defined development. You know, and I played at a high level, and it's like, and I'm playing linebacker, and it's like, okay, there's practice speed and there's game speed. Yep. There's game speed on the road, night game, week one at the horseshoe. Yeah. Playing Ohio State, and then there's like playing Marshall at home. Like there's, but I'm just telling you, at the quarterback position, a marquee position, you have to freaking get game reps to develop. Period. Like end of story. You know, so it's like you're gonna put Tyler on a, on the shelf. Discount anything he did in that bowl game, and then I'm like a big locker room guy, fellas. You know, and like you know, Tyler's been in you know busting his ass fought through injuries, X, Y, and Z. Like, he's one of us. Now we get this, like, handsome rental quarterback that's, like, coming in and, like, we're just going to give him the keys to the car. Like, I got a problem with that as a leader in a locker room. Me, personally, I'm always going to want to get behind my guy, personally. That's another element that I don't think is ever really discussed here. May I? Yeah. Uh,
0: Please, please, please. Um, you guys know the term, or I haven't heard this say it, saying in a while. Ever since you could play four games and still redshirt, but before, people would always say, "If you redshirt a guy, you're just redshirting him for the next coach." You know, it's like, but you know, because coaches have such short sh- short shelf life. Excuse me. For me, it's like I'm uh, thinking along the same lines. Dude, I can't worry about 2024 that much. Like, I got to win in 2023. And if Hartman is the best quarterback for this team, I want to win in 2023, especially if the staff thinks that they have a fantastic team this year. They think they're going to a college football playoff game, which is what I've been told. I think you have to go with Hartman. And look, all like Alabama, right? They don't have Bryce Young anymore. What are they doing? They're starting over. This is a thing. Unless you want to take a transfer every single year, you're gonna to have to start over and you're just gonna to have to trust that you are developing. And yes, I said that word, it's I still think it's a real thing. I was told that this is from my Notre Dame sources that Sam Hartman coming to Notre Dame is the best thing that could happen to Tyler Buckner and Steve Angeli, so they can watch him be a pro and learn. Okay, that's why I'm told.
2: You're so sweet. Like you're so sweet when it comes to this stuff, you know. Like you I think you're like you get info and like i'm not i'm not saying you shouldn't take it as gospel but maybe you shouldn't take it as gospel and like yes alabama had bryce young who might be you know top five number one pick you name it whatever of course they're starting over but they had bryce young in the program and got to that point and then rinse wash repeat or whatever right Right. so
0: buckner What what are
2: we gonna have a guy that's been a starter for two three years you know what i mean that's like legit and I, I think you might they, have that guy in Tyler. If so Buck, look,
0: if it's Hartman, Buckner can be the guy next to her next year. Or if he wants to transfer because he's not the guy, then you you develop further, or you bring in another transfer. Like, I think you have to concern yourself a little bit with 2024. Right, you can't just finish the 2023 season and be like, oh crap, what are we going to do now? But your, I think your majority, of your focus has to be on now.
1: But the whole Ooh. real quick, I, go ahead, Tim. No, no, I was going to say, for me, for me, everything changes next year, okay? I've been following Notre Dame forever. It's Year threes are big, okay? Year threes are big. It's just true in the history of Notre Dame football. I mean, they're big. Next year, next year is the expanded playoffs. 12 teams, all right? The expanded playoffs. Notre Dame's TV contract's up the following year, right? So it'll probably be done before next year or whatnot. What is more important? Making a run this year in year two or getting in the, the 12 next year? And I'm telling you, you break this thing down every anyone wants to do it, there's really only going to be two spots every year. Because the SEC and the Big Ten are going to get eight of them. They just are. They're going to suck those things up. The Power Five's got five. The Group of Five is number six. You get two, two SEC, two more Big Tens. There's ten spots. Notre Dame is going to be battling for two wild cards and i'm telling you 2024 is huge so i get the hartman thing this is what i when i was arguing with goolsby when we first started all this i get the hartman thing i get it go all in this year right. i understand that but, but just cuz you get sam hartman doesn't guarantee you 11 and
0: 1 12 and 0 i i but it does but according the, to everybody else tim but according neither does everybody Buckner, else it does Buckner doesn't guarantee anything
1: whoa, 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 whoa. He's hold on. so
0: injury prone
1: Okay, okay. So this is where the argument is going to start getting going. Here we go. So you know, the whole thing with the Buckner thing, I totally get that. I completely understand that thing. But who's what? What are the the law of averages? Goolsby's, uh, you know, took calculus at Notre Dame. It's like, what? Now, maybe not, maybe not. But anyway, pre <laughs> algebra, but, but we'll go from there. So, I mean, but seriously, what are the odds of getting hurt two full years in a row for, for him? And if he's not the guy, then. If he's not the if he's not the guy, so basically they really don't trust him to play this year. That's why they brought Hartman in. Let's just be honest; they okay. don't think, they don't think he's the guy. So what what does that do for 2024? You're going to start from scratch, and I bet you five bucks are going to have to get another transfer. They are, and if they win football games, if they do really well in 2023 right. and 2024 with the transfer, I'm fine, Tim. I'm fine with yeah, bringing another transfer. There we go. So Mike Singer is the recruiting coordinator. It's like, who cares when you start posting about quarterback recruits? You guys are already talking about 2025 recruits. Who cares? Who cares? He's not going to play at Notre Dame. None Day. of them are ever going to play. They're not going to play. CJ Carr will not play because of a transfer. And now you just keep this, you know, hamster wheel continually going. And and it's like, when, it's the, when does it's, it end? It's definitely. So The so, Jack Cone thing, Jack Cone, I totally understood. Totally understood why Cohen had to leave. Came in because Djokovic and and it was only Pine and Buckner. I totally understood Jack Cohn. this year. And you could, I mean, you could have had a competition in the spring. I mean, this whole obviously Hartman's here because Freeman made this decision. Be, you know, right after Stanford, or excuse me, the USC game was the last game this year after uh, USC. So that's why Pine got out of Dodge. They had already made their decision where there was, you know. what they were going to do next year so and now it's up to buckner so if
2: buckner bolts singer tim we all agree the biggest knock on tyler's probably twofold maybe two and a half injury is number one right we we all agree in terms of like knocking tyler you agree mike
0: i wouldn't say that's number one but continue okay what's number one
2: play along what's number one
0: Accuracy, decision-making.
2: Okay. So, fine. If that's number one, I would say that that improves with game reps. Uh, if, 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 If the injury history is number two, stop running him like a quarterback. Right? Number three, inexperience. Okay, now we're getting into pettier things. Nobody has ever told me what Hartman's flaws are. Still to this day, I don't know what his flaws are. He's infallible. So it's like, if we're going to have an honest debate, and I'm not, you know, pointing the the finger at you, Mike, but it's like, if we're going to have a debate, comes back to what I'm talking about earlier. Like, what is the criteria to judge or assess these quarterbacks? It's like, we know what Tyler's shortcomings are for sure. And I'll grant you those. What are Sam's? The guy walks on water. He needs the sixth year. I don't know, man. It just seems a little bit messy.
0: So you guys are saying... The only way for Buckner to, you know, to show his talent, just play, just play Buckner, right? Where I'm saying the same thing, but about after 2023, just play Buckner in 2024, like get him reps, like play him in 2024. Or if he goes play Minchie, play Angelli, just, I, I So I'm saying the same thing as you, as you guys, but for 2024, like whoever the quarterback is and that's the best man play him and let him learn in 2024, so where you guys are like, oh, learn in 2023, and then you'll be so much better in 2024. I'm more I'm much more on the what do I have right now? What do I have right now? And Sam Hartman, I think the coaching staff would agree with me, is the better quarterback.
2: But he's won nothing.
1: So okay, okay. So Sam Hartman is the better quarterback in this group. How do you not been here? Are you saying, Mike, that Notre Dame cannot be go 10 and 2, 11 and 1, get to a new year sick with the quarterbacks they have. So if the if they so that's to me that's what this coaching staff truly believes. We can't win in 2023 with any of these quarterbacks. So Steve Angelio is going to go through a second spring a whole fall camp, all this stuff. He was the backup this whole, you know, the whole year behind Pine getting varsity reps. He can't complete a pass still at Notre Dame.
0: Tim, I think no the perfect. difference is I think maybe They would feel good about Buckner as a ten and two quarterback, but Hartman as like a a twelve and zero guy.
1: And well, you know what?
2: Unbelievable.
1: And I I hope it happens because if not, then what? It's we are going to find out when they walk off the field in Stanford. Hey, Singer,
2: gun to your head, right? Gun to your head. What's our record in twenty twenty three with Tyler Buckner? Just have fun, play along, play along, would ya?
0: I need to pull up the schedule. I don't know. 10, 9 and three, ten and two, something like that.
2: Yeah, we'll know. go with we'll go with nine and three. So, what's our record in twenty twenty three with Sam Hartman? Um, mm. undefeated national champs, right? I don't think that. Okay, well, what is it?
0: Probably 11-1, and two. So, okay, Tim, so pause,
2: mean, pause, 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 Tim, please.
1: Okay,
2: I got So, if we're gonna go nine and three with with Tyler, and we'll go, what'd you say? 10 and 2, 11 11 and 1. Okay, whatever. We'll go 11. uh, uh, For my argument, we'll go 10 and 2. Okay. We'll go 10 and 2 with Sam. Okay. So is that extra win worth starting over in 2024? That's the question.
0: I'm not calling the shots. So I'm just telling you, you know, like from, I I think that's what Notre Dame's thinking from
2: from what I've been told. Yeah. My, I mean, just it's going to be fascinating, man. Because it's 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 not just Hartman;
0: it's not just Hartman on the football team. You know, like the quarterback position is obviously very important, but you know, there's question marks all
2: over the field. Um, But But I don't mean to be like gang up on you here, man. But um, no,
0: dude, I'm
1: I am very much. But Goolsby, this is the thing with you know, with a lot of the you know the, the Notre Dame talking heads, where like so many people, especially on the message board when we chat with all the Notre Dame fans, is everyone just assumes they're 11 and 1 12 and 0 with heart. like it's like crazy. who's he throwing it to all who seriously who's he throwing it? are these wide receivers all of a sudden nfl guys i mean yeah. I, I mean well i don't are, understand who's buckner who's buckner throwing it to exactly but it's another year of working and developing with these guys to get ready for 2024 that and then D lot A. and people want to talk about national championship do do they not watch the teams that were in the final four this year does Notre Dame's D line look like those teams? So uh, these guys, these people that oh, we have Hartman, we're gonna go beat everybody. Oh, okay, I'll, hey, I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. I hope they do. I hope we're celebrating like high heck this year. We'll be cheering and doing backflips and everything. Is this seriously a roster, a roster that Notre Dame has? It's going to, going to go beat two SEC teams in the playoffs. Real. Tim, how
2: is the, Tim, how is the roster, in your opinion, going to be better in 2024 versus 2023?
1: It's a whole nother year of playing together, a whole nother year of recruiting, a whole nother year of bringing in some more bodies, and just the whole culture and all that stuff. I'm telling you, Notre, I, I bet you two bucks two bucks tonight that Notre Dame is going to bring in a transfer quarterback for
2: 2020.
0: Oof. Hot yeah. take. Yeah.
2: They Hot are. take, Tim. I love it.
0: They are. Timmy because, because next year you that's what you want Notre Dame next year. Oh uh, no, no, uh, no it's not about, it's not about next year. 2024 is the class. That's you know, no, you're, no, you're next year. Like how
1: listen. How is how is how is Notre Dame going to place uh Buckner and Jelly Minchie Carr if they don't play him this year? All of a sudden, next year they're a hundred times better because they sat on the bench and watched a 25-year-old quarterback who's <laughs> supposedly going to be teaching them. I mean, come on, if if Notre Dame's not in in the playoffs, Hartman's Hartman's back in his bags. Midnight after the Stanford game, he's not playing in a bowl game. Sticking around, he's going to be down in Arizona training. He's a rental until Stanford.
2: It's, it's. I tell you, I just feel like this is fun, right? It is it's, fun. It's great fodder. <laughs> it's fun. But like, and I was thinking about, I was thinking about your boy Joe Alt, Mike. Right? Mm,
0: handsome, handsome guy.
2: And golly, is he good, dude? Yes, right? He he's is. like a top ten pick next year, right? It, and then, but you're like, how would you convince him to come back? Cause he will have another year of eligibility. And it's like, a he, he's so baby faced. I have a difficult time imagining him going into the NFL and blocking these defense, men just cause he's, he looks, he's so young looking still. Right. I don't know how old he is. Right. But like, could you, could you make an argument to him to say, Hey, Look at look at what Tyler did in 2023. We're building for 2024. Joe, come on back. This is the year. Blake's coming back. I mean, you could make that case versus like, dude, I did it with Sam Hartman. I'm out. I'm not coming back for to break in another quarterback. I mean, he's your best player on your team.
1: That's what Alabama behind behind Sam
2: Hartman apparently.
1: Alabama did that in 2020. I mean, they had like 12 dudes all come back that could have went pro.
2: Because they had a, they had a quarterback they believed in they could see the future with or whatever I mean that's just a fun argument. The Buckeyes, just means, you know. the Buckeyes on
1: defense could have had what five six guys go NFL and they all came back
0: this, this year. This whole discussion really is about uh, like I'm on the this year thing like I'm I'm all about 2023. folks on 2024 when it gets there more more on that side, where you guys are thinking more of the two year plan. That's basically what it comes down to, mm-hmm. right?
1: Well, that yeah, I want to be in the. Go ahead. Hold, hold, on, hold on, cause I want I want Notre Dame to be in the 12 team playoffs. They, they, Notre Dame's not going to go in the 12 in the 12 team playoffs unless they're 11 and one. People are like, oh, they'll go in at 12 and or at 10 and two. Not at, not if those two not if those two losses are to the only ranked teams they play. Like in 19 with Georgia and SC, they're not getting or uh, Michigan, they're not getting in. Notre Dame's has to go 11 and one, 12 and out. They get up. Yeah,
2: That's my argument is. Just, again, don't anoint Sam Hartman because then you completely discount anything that Tyler's done and the performance that he had in the bowl game, even with a couple boneheaded plays. Bear with me. I'm talking about, like, building a program under Coach Freeman. So, like, that's what I'm thinking about. Like, again, big picture is, like, we're going to build a program around our quarterback. Like, you know, like, like all these other marquee, they've got their stud quarterback for a year or two. He goes in the league first round pick and then we get another one and we do the same thing over and over and over again. At some point, we got to, like, find a place to stand at the quarterback position. And I just tend to believe, like, the the talent on the team, I think, will kind of mature and peak in 2024, where it's like we've got some serviceable guys that are starting now, but I think – once the freeman's recruiting classes kind of get caught up i just feel like you're really peaking towards 2024 i just believe that i just don't think that the talent um like to tim's point like interior defensive line a couple of our linebacker spots like they're fine players but they're not elite sec championship type dudes they're just not yet and i think in 2024 we're incrementally closer to being there
0: all right, we got some super chats and some comments to read. Tim? I bet we do. Tim, um, a- a- any thoughts before we move on to those? No, no? go ahead. Go ahead. All right, um, got one from Forby Huggins who says, uh, Singer is right. My, I've never heard my wife say that, but I do appreciate um, you saying that. Um, Aunt VR says, if St. Hartman starts, where is Tyler Buckner going to transfer with his four starts to his name? Um, is it four? I think it's Three. Four, three, Uh, find me the quarterbacks with four starts who transferred into starting roles this year. Tim, do you got a true 30 on this?
1: Yeah, I mean, who who says he's going to transfer somewhere to be an instant starter? But I I remember at the beginning of the year, Singer, you talked about, I think, 51% of college football teams last year had a transfer quarterback starting, so. I'm sure Buckner could go somewhere and play.
0: There's so many power five group of five schools that there is absolutely no doubt in my mind that he could find a place and
2: he was a top 50 for I mean I could see a guy like Tyler going to a back to the West Coast. Couldn't you see him just start at Stanford or something like that? I could say I could UCLA, absolutely say something like that. You, absolutely. UCLA exactly. All absolutely. right,
0: really appreciate the super chats. Uh, Truman says, if I'm Audrey Gestabay, how excited am I about the new additions to our coaching staff Ditto? Uh, for Tyler Buckner, Mike, we'll go to you on this because this is something you talked about just, uh, you know, earlier in the show.
2: Um, well, I think we'll yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks for the super chat, by the way, Truman. Um, if I'm Audric Estime, I think, like I said, I just believe that there's something about that kid's like DNA and his makeup that's special. Um, like his heart, like I said, he's got a little bit of that Kyron Williams in him to me. I think namely the biggest thing that he ought to be excited about is the fact that coach Reese is gone and that coach Reese was so closely tied to Logan Diggs. Yeah. I think that's it. I don't know the, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Audrey's your leading rusher leader in touchdowns and had X number of less touches than Logan. So on a per touch basis, he's much more productive than Diggs has been. Um, And I think, you know, you could kind of, I could make my little argument that like, Estimate to me kind of more models like a Wisconsin sort of back than Diggs does. Um, I, I don't think that Diggs, I mean, Diggs is a fine player. I just, again, I prefer Estimate. I think Estimate can kind of make his own yards, can kind of create some dirty yardage, whereas Logan, it seems like it really needs to be blocked up perfectly. Um, so, yeah, and I just think um, the last thing is like with the loss of Mayor whose offense is it now is it going to be sam hartman's i don't know you know he's just he's here for six months right tim or whatever it is so somebody's going to take ownership of that huddle and of that offense and i think again i think audric's got the the makeup to do that and kind of be a rallying point the same way kind of mayor was
0: all right uh dennis says goolsby is so correct go dennis go right i'm I don't, I don't Thanks, know. If there's a, and then we had the super chat, you know, saying, oh, singer's correct. I don't know if there's a right or a wrong. I think it's more of just preference. And at the end of the season, I'm sure we'll look back on this debate. If we remember it and be like, one of us will be like, oh, see, I was right. Or, or one of us will be like, oh, well, what if, what if. And then I don't know if you can play that game because it could have been worse if, if the other person, you know, would have been the guy. So I don't know if there's a right or a wrong necessarily unless, uh, unless, you know, the starting quarterback goes and wins the national championship. I
2: just still – again, I just want to know. Somebody tell me what Sam Hartman's flaws are. Still waiting.
0: So I mean, have you looked at the man? Exactly. <laughs> um, okay, and then Nathan said earlier, I believe Tommy Reese can call plays, but coach? Question mark. JP um, seems like he can get buy in. I think when you say JP, you mean Jared Parker with the stars of the G. Uh, seems like he can get buy in and lead an offense and fits better in Marcus Freeman coaching philosophy. I definitely agree with the coaching philosophy. Um, you know, I don't know. Reese seemed kind of like a, you know, the, there, was, there was the Reese side of, and then there's the Freemans. I don't know. I, that's at least just kind of my feeling. Um, but, yeah, I, I do feel like there's, you know, it's going to be a little bit more camaraderie because I think that, you know, Parker and Freeman are good buddies. I don't know how if Freeman and Reese were going and hanging out on a Thursday night. But do, do you guys have any thoughts on this?
1: I, yeah. I mean, this, this whole notion that Tommy Reese cannot coach, what happened in the bowl game? He took a quarterback who hadn't had played in 110, 112 days, and they had, what, almost 600 yards of offense. So, obviously, he can coach. He took Drew Pine who we all watched play football and they went and won a bunch of football games. I mean, they won football games with Drew Pine, Drew Pine for all his fault flaws and whatever, if you don't like this stat or whatnot, but Drew Pine finished with the fourth highest passing efficiency in the history of Notre Dame football, whatever that means. I don't know, but Tommy Ruby's coach, <laughs> right? So it's just like, I mean, he wasn't a turnover machine. What do you have? 22 touchdowns, four picks. It's like he you know, and this whole thing of Tommy Reese can't coach. Okay. go. You know, people want to talk about the scan offense. I, I remember uh, in the middle of the season, I charted three games in a row. 80% of the scans led to touchdowns or first downs. So, and they only did them eight, nine times a game. So it wasn't 47 times like people, you know, want to say. And lastly, Marcus Freeman, he was hired going back to, you know, Jack Swarbrick's press conference. One coach was was singled out as an influence for Freeman. That was Dabo Sweeney. Dabo
2: built a program. Man, you love Dabo. I love Dabo. I love you some Dabo.
1: Clemson's in the middle of nowhere, and look what the guy has done. Sure. The sure.
2: the,
1: The guy could recruit, and he built a program. He built a program from scratch. Clemson was a train wreck. And he's this little spanky wide receiver coach, never coordinated a day in his life, and look what he's done. I think Dabo Sweeney's a stud.
2: I but, remember when Clemson recruited me in high school, Tim, I was like, <laughs> "Like, I've never even heard of Clemson before. I literally had never, even, you know. But, that, uh, but, that's,
1: but, but that's what he was told was to recruit, build this program in your image. So what is the rush in 2023? That's what I don't understand.
0: Me and my wife are actually looking at rental properties down here in the South. And Clemson is one of them that we're looking at purchasing yes. a little condo in. I mean, just because Davos Sweeney. You know, yeah. and, and that program is built, and I think we'd make a pretty penny on that Notre Dame weekend. So, if that happens, let I, I will certainly rent that place out to Notre Dame fans for sure. Um, I, I think that's going to wrap it up, boys. Any, any other closing thoughts, Tim?
1: No, it's a, it's a great conversation. Like you said, Mike, there's no right answer, wrong answer. It's just it's preference. I I like Marcus Freeman. I like what he's doing. I like the coaching staff. He's recruiting. A ton people are like you know a little worried about some of the offers. Man, they're when you send out this many offers, you're working. You're not just closing your eyes, just throwing out you know cards to people. You're working. The staff is working. There's gonna be I can't I can't wait to read all senior stuff on recruiting. All these guys are gonna be starting to come visit here in the next week. It's gonna be awesome. Spring ball in a couple of weeks. Let Freeman build, let them bring in all these guys. I just hope this quarterback thing doesn't blow up uh each and every year.
0: Truman, appreciate the Super Chat. It says, happy birthday to Prince Kali. Look for him to literally be the next Jeremiah wusu That's the hope.
2: You know, call Can I e- interject G- real quick on the Super Chat? Yeah, please. I've seen this since ever since they signed Kali. Kali is a will. Um, Sneed is a rover, which is what JOK played. So just, just to clarify, like Kali is a will. He's not a space player like JOK was and Sneed will be. So like, Sneed is going to be the next JOK. Uh, if anything, Kali be like your next Jalen Smith. It'd be like a closer comp to me. I don't know if you agree, Tim, but he's much more of an inside player I, than he is.
1: Yeah, he's an inside thumper. So, but yeah. like going back to that super chat, get him on the field. So that's what yeah, I, man. you know, I I hope we see him flying around this year. His
0: junior year, year three, get him out there. Tim's a big year three kind of guy. You're well, not allowed to do anything in year two. You have oh, to bypass oh, it. Wait for year three.
1: You get in year three, that's Mr. Goolsby. So, Easy.
2: well, yeah, I mean, Easy I think, three. I mean, I, mean, you know, like I, I can remember being a highly touted kid, having to find your way, figure everything out. And you're like, okay, I haven't started for two years, Kali, right? You're a butt kissed winner in high school. Like you haven't started. I remember Tim having a conversation with Mickey Marathi and be like Mick I need to start like and he was like all right he's like you sure I'm like yeah and it was like we kind of made a commitment to one another that like he was going to be on my ass and get everything out of me and it was like I sort of like made that commitment in my head like this is my year to start because you had had two years of just kind of like this sucks and like I train kids and you know mentor kids and you talk about school kids that have some opportunities to go play they're going to walk on scholarship whatever and I'm like man Tim college football is too freaking hard to not start. And hopefully that's where Prince Kali is like, man, he's like, is this stuff worth it if I'm not going to be a starter? Um, and I think that's a healthy conversation for him to have kind of with himself or even maybe with coach Bayless, like I did coach Maradi. but yeah, the light bulb, it's like, dude, the window's starting to close there Prince like either put up or shut up, you know? And I think there's so many of us that are absolutely rooting for him and, and, and waiting for his, uh, star to shine.
1: That's a great point. I love that. Yep. Post, post that, post that singer. That's a heck of a answer right there about year three. That's perfect.
0: I mean, we're coming up on year three of Tim Hyde at blue and gold. This is a big year, Tim. You got to all in on
2: 2023, man. All,
1: yeah, all in. All in. Tennessee State, Central Michigan. I can't wait for those post game shows. Dude, at
2: the end of the day, man, I cannot wait for football. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm yeah. so ready We're done. Football. We
1: got NFL Network. I, you know, putting Feinbaum on during the day just to see who he's talking to. Just oh, you're a it.
2: savage, Tim. you are I mean, you are an absolute Max. savage. Tim sent me a text the other day. He's watching 2001 Notre Dame Navy, you know, the YouTube clip. See, Tim is a junkie. Hey, but guess what?
1: But the reason it came up in the uh, – a uh, quick, uh, quick story here. It came up in the algorithm because it's all Notre Dame now on my YouTube. And I was like, oh, 2001, oh, Goolsby. All right, I know he's playing special teams. So I click on opening kickoff. Guess who makes the solo tackle on kickoff?
2: Great tackle too.
1: Mike Goolsby. So I said it to him and says, here you go. I just watched a little bit of it. Yeah. It's always about cleaning the house with the kids. Put a little background noise on.
0: All right. Well, I think this is a great comment to end on. Singer, get a clue. Get on the Buckner train. I, I'm on the Buckner train for 2024. That's it. Great. All right, boys. Appreciate the show. Uh, we'll have plenty of good content coming up on our YouTube channel. In the coming days, make sure you go um, and check out some of our other content. Uh, I had a really cool video uh, this week and in, in introducing the five new transfers that Notre Dame had. Some really good production value as well. So uh, go check out some of our other videos. We'll have more shows and videos uh, coming up in in the coming days as well. Definitely lock into our Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Hit that thumbs up on the video, please. Do subscribe to our channel. Go to blueandgold.com for all your Notre Dame football coverage. All right, that's going to do it for this week's Notre Dame football show. Appreciate you all, and as always, we'll catch you next time.